Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, uh, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all-expenses-paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current frontrunner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10, for you and up to three of your friends. And you can watch or listen to Fine Dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st, and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give fine dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. This is a HeadGum Podcast. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to a new episode of High and Mighty. First of the year, motherfuckers. Welcome to 2017. Guys, bad news. Celebrities will die this year. All right? So get pumped, Twitter. As always, I'm your host, John Gabris. Your boy. Your boy. The boy. The number one fuck boy. The number one fuck boy. The number one thick fuck boy. (laughs) All right, guys. Have to do that. Uh, first one of the 2017. I'm just loosening up the vocal cords. Guys, joining me, as always, in the High and Mighty studio is my nearly silent co-host, Arthur <laughs> Gabris. And my guest for today, comedian, writer, actor, um, f- former, we, we co-starred together, we, we could did. say. Yes, yeah. we wor- we've worked together in the past. That voice you hear is the... Lovely and hilarious, Jamie Lee. Jamie, Hi. thanks for joining. Hi, it's so good to be here. It's, <laughs> it's so hard to stay quiet when you're doing your fuckboy intro. Oh, it's so upsetting. I like, I can't it. even, you see, I didn't even look at you. I looked away. That's I have amazing. no shame in my life except <laughs> this moment. And it, it all depends on the guests. Like, uh, you did turn your back. I panicked you a little in front of you. I was like, uh, I'm going to look to. <laughs> I was like, wow, he's really in the zone. And the, right when I was about to start screaming, and I'm like, oh boy, <laughs> right? I have to do this fucking thing. I had a holiday break, so it's been a while since I've been referred Go to as the warm, fuck boy. Warm up the vocals for that one. Yeah. I gave my <laughs> uh, stepfather in law a complicated relationship there. <laughs> I gave uh, my wife's stepfather a, a shirt that said number two fuck boy for and uh he was like i don't know when i'll actually wear this i was like that's completely reasonable <laughs> it's a sleep shirt <laughs> hey where to sleep your wife will be like, what the fuck is a fuck boy ask your son-in-law um as always guys uh jamie as well listeners shitheads guests uh jamie arthur the dog arthur the dog sitting next to me continue chewing until he starts Uh oh what do you see bud a ghost i knew it he is so expressive. Yeah, he. you can really look at him for hours and, and really project some of your own thoughts on him. Seriously. Because he moves his face and and his ears kind of move independently, like a Ewok or a Gizmo or whatever, a Mogwai. Right, and he's wearing a very human little hoodie right now, hoodie on now. That yep. looks like something I own, so that's also making me feel yeah, like Yeah, I literally 
was wearing this. I'm pointing to a sweat. Oh my I was God, wearing it's this. The same sweatshirt. <laughs> yeah, we both had like Aztec print yes. hoodies on the other day, and we looked like such little schmucks together. Aww, huge uh, schmuck. But as I was saying, this is the part of the podcast where I read uh, five star reviews of my podcast. So here's the trick, shitheads. If this is the first podcast you're listening, if you're a Jamie Lee fan, you never listened to High and Mighty before, you can rate me five stars and shit all over me in the comments, roast me in the comments, and I will read them. On air, if that's what this is called. Um, like I'm going to do right now. So, this is from Lost My Necklace. And the review says, I had a dream last night where I was trying to explain the comedy of John Gabris to a black man and a gay man. It didn't go well. <laughs> wow, all right. Okay. <laughs> that just seems like an honest criticism more than a real roast. Yeah. <laughs> also, I'm, I, I've got a... I would say... <laughs> I, I would say I have some black comedy fans and some gay comedy fans, for sure. I think you do. I think for sure. I think the gay fans are here for a different reason, because uh, they're usually the bear chasers. I'm sure there's gay people who uh, insist on listening to three guys talk about Predator as well. Um, here we go. This is from DeBarge. I meant to subscribe to Doughboys, accidentally downloaded this instead. It's self-indulgent, disorganized ramblings from Josh Groban and his useless comedian friends. In, in quotes, comedian friends. Five stars would listen again. Um, Josh, oh, so another thing. Josh Groban. So the th- another thing is, is that they misspell uh, my name. Because oh. I think I said once that I didn't like being called Garbus because uh-huh. it happens a lot. Uh-huh. And now everyone does it. Right. So I guess I maybe should do, and like, uh, you'll see a lot of them. Uh, here's, here's a classic. This is from Capper Capper. This Long Island meatball talks about stuff. That's all. Seriously. Awesome show. Five stars. How do you feel about the use of the term Long Island meatball as someone who is a uh, fan of Long Island meatballs? Yes. Uh, my husband <laughs> is a bit of a meatball, also For- from Long Island. Former guest Dan Black from the Long Island episode. Yeah, I really <laughs> embrace the term meatball. <laughs> I, it's like a positive. It feels meat-up. positive. It um, It's between like guy and douchebag is meatball. Yeah, it also sounds cute. Yes, meatball it sounds cute compared to It has a little bit of cuteness. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't feel like... Yeah, I feel like there are other terms where it's yeah, like, like, oh, that could genuinely like offend someone. Guido is the one that is like... I still love that one. Yeah, I, I know you're still supposed works. to retire it, but I'm a big fan. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like as a former Guido, I could say... I said Ginzo once on a podcast and the people were oh, like, what the... I haven't heard f-? that. Yeah, people were like, what are you talking about? That's I'm like, a deep cut. Yeah, I was like, oh, it's like a Guido. Is a, This guy's a Ginzo. I remember my grandfather, Jimmy Valentino, one time saying, oh, that guy, he's a fucking ginzo and he's he was like super italian i was like god only knows what that means i feel like yeah i love um i feel like there are are sort of the the italian grandfather types if you will (laughs) that they just make up words like they are like they are a term that everyone knows i think that happened a lot because then i brought a lot of words like into my like where and now that i have like a sort of uh, voice a place to hear where people listen to it they're like where do you hear that term but I was like maybe from my maybe my grandfather made it up maybe it's not an old Italian saying you yeah know? I mean who knows I mean maybe it is maybe it is yeah. but I remember like Dan and I were watching um, do you ever watch that show The Prophet with yes. Marcus Lemonis it's like Shark Tank, but but he like he, goes and fix. He it's basically unfunny Nathan for you. Yeah, <laughs> it's like what Nathan for you, I guess, is based off of. Maybe I don't know. Don't quote me. Um, but we were watching this episode, and it was like this. It was like a meatball type 
who um, opened a gym with his wife. <laughs> of course. And of course, they're like, because it's a reality show, they like start fighting him and, and his wife. And he's like, you just treat me like I'm some kind of chooch. And oh. Dan and I were like, chooch. Chooch is good. Chooch is good. Have you heard chooch? Yeah, I've heard you chooch. You have? I feel like chooch is in the world of like mook and, you know. Okay. Yeah, where it's like this fucking chooch, this fucking mook over here. It's a great word. Yeah, it's a with great. With that, it, it's like ch. Like there's something with ch. That is really like a good kind of like hard cutting. I think it's like the Italian analog to the schmuck. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like another now I'm just hip (laughs) classic gamers. I'm like, I've got some anthropology I want to try to drop. Let's delve. I feel like uh Jewish grandmothers and and uh, Jewish grandfathers are very similar to Italian grandfathers in that because a lot of you hear like those y- Yiddish bastardized, bastardized like Yiddish sayings where you're like, "What's a sh- you know schmutz sh- you know uh, and all that stuff," and you're like, "Oh, I love that." I just learned today that schmuck means not that small. I I thought schmuck was like a tiny penis in Yiddish. Yeah, but it's actually not. It doesn't mean that. It just means like an average size penis. Like there's all these like Yiddish terms. That mean different dick sizes. <laughs> and they're used as insults, but a lot of them don't mean small dick. Like, you would just think schmuck means, like, oh, tiny dick. But, like, it doesn't. It means, like, yeah. average size penis. You're just calling someone, like, well endowed, <laughs> essentially. Like, it's hey, so weird. This fucking guy over here has got a medium-sized penis. <laughs> yeah, it's like, ouch. I remember what one insult. T- My dog is literally scratching at the door. Arthur, go away. <laughs> <laughs> He'll respond to that. Um, uh, that reminds me randomly of a story riding on the school bus one day, a group of friends. We were just guys going like, I got a shotgun. Someone's like, I got an Uzi, like referring to our dicks. We were like in fourth grade or sixth grade. <laughs> and uh, one dude, Travis, went, I got a nine millimeter. And we were like, wait a minute. Actually, that's really. And then we like, like I had that nickname for like. Six years. Still? We we like bring that up. Like, how how's your nine millimeter long? Pe- and that's not even one centimeter. <laughs> like, it's crazy how obsessed with dick size so many people are. Yeah, it's only people who have small dicks say stuff like that. Right, 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 right. It's crazy. Why does everyone care so much? <laughs> Jesus Christ, I just outed myself so fast. <laughs> Isn't it weird why everyone cares about dicks, right? You don't care, right? Uh, tears pouring down my face. It's like my version of Carrie. <laughs> at my prom, they just pants me. And I was like, oh, no. Look at his schmuck. <laughs> um, guys, that's it for reviews. If, you, if I, I'm not even positive how many I did. I think you just did two. That's perfect. That's fine. There's plenty of negative reviews to get to. Plenty more episodes of this bullshit show to do. But this is not why I host the podcast. I host the podcast to talk to my friends about shit I like. And they, it's the most self-indulgent thing ever. But, Jamie, you're, you're sort of a wedding expert. Oh, God. I I guess maybe a little bit. In that I you've done made, it once. I, yeah, I did it once so recently. Far. Yeah. Yes. I got married April 30th. Oh, wow. And when I... Well, it's kind of... It was kind of a weird thing because I got engaged and then right around the same time, my friend and I, Jacqueline Novak, very funny comedian, we had talked about writing a book together, like kind of just throwing ideas back and forth. She had already written a book um, called uh, How to Weep in Public. It's very funny. (laughs) And um, it's about depression, but it's funny. And um, we had talked about writing a book together and then right when I got engaged, she had texted me like, oh my God, that's the book. And we kind of just had this idea like, oh, I'm just going to document. Yeah, I'm going to track it. I'm going to like document the wedding planning process in real time. 
that way you know it's not the type of thing where like you go through it and then you know later on you sit down and you're like let's reflect you know it's like oh let's actually document this thing as it's happening so yeah I just kind of became this like (laughs) low stakes (laughs) investigative reporter um Uh, sort of sending dispatches to Jacqueline uh because I was like in the field going through it and she was kind of like back in the newsroom if you will Ooh, oh, excuse me. <laughs> My next guest is here. Yeah. <laughs> Kurt Sutter. <laughs> He's going to come on and talk about bachelor parties. <laughs> he just drives through the wall. He's like the Kool-Aid man. Um, Crow Fly Street! <laughs> I wish I didn't watch so much Sons of Anarchy that I knew too many references. I haven't there. watched any. I, I watched a little bit. Anyways. I, it's like two seasons of a pretty cool show and then eight more seasons. <laughs> yeah, it was on for a really long time. Is it, was, it still on? No, it's not. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I was like, uh, still going but my, strong. Uh, Tiff and I just like w- watched it like last year all the way through. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Because she really likes Charlie Hunnam. Oh, okay. Okay. And I don't have any taste when it comes to television. I could watch garbage for as long as I'm sitting down stoned watching something, I'm fine. There are matter. also a lot of shows that like even though I feel like they die out around like season three or four, they just like keep going. Yeah. Like I, like so many shows that I should have given up on in hindsight. Like if you could tell me right now, I can have like seasons four through seven of Dexter and sons of anarchy and like two other shows back. I would be giving myself like 50 to 70 free hours. <laughs> like I don't yeah. even think about that where you're like, I watch that show and I didn't like it for so long. And I'm like, fuck, I wanted, I'm just such a completist. And then in hindsight, I'm like, fuck, I would have 50 extra hours in my life. Right. right now. <laughs> it's all gone. It's a weekend. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I had the same. I was watching like Nurse Jackie because uh, my father in law said that I would like it. And I did. But I, it, I think it was seven seasons long. And like, I was like, what did I just complete? Like, like it, it wasn't good. It wasn't even that good. It got, it was good enough to watch like, one season, two seasons, right. and around season, season three, I was like, oh, this might just not like go anywhere from here. This might just kind of be like a steady ride. Right. It's hard to find a show that really pumps hard for like Pumps hard. For, yes, exactly. <laughs> like I mean, Breaking Bad really was the only Sopranos. show where I was like, oh, oh, oh. Even Mad Men, I thought, dipped for like a season Yeah, I gave up two. on yeah. Mad Men. Yeah, see, it'll yeah, do it to I you. bailed. Uh, well, back to uh, back oh, to yes. weddings. Uh, back to weddings. So yes, uh, so I wrote this book uh, called Ridiculous. Okay, I was gonna say when I first saw the title because it's in cursive, I was like, "What? Wedalicious?" I know. I've, so many people are like, "Wedalicious." I've had, yeah, I've had people read it, like look at it at first glance, and they're like, "What?" And um, that was a whole ridiculous conversation. makes way more sense. Ridiculous. Uh, and obvi- and obvi- I'm looking at it right now. It says ridiculous. It's yes. obvious that it says ridiculous. Um, yeah, but it is in kind of like a strange but font. Did you go to a lot of weddings? before you were married because you got you're you're not you didn't get married out of college I know that no yeah no I went to I went to a decent amount I feel like I've gone to my fair share I'm not one of those people that's like every weekend in the summer we have a different wedding like I don't know how people have that many friends no do you know people like that where they're just constantly going to weddings I know people like that and I know people like who get invited to a lot and say no to some yeah. I'm one of them. Like, yeah. 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 I also, like especially when like they're that. all East Coast, it's like, I can't travel for that many weddings. If you also, like you and I, we travel for work too. It's like, right. I can't be gone 40 weekends out of the year. Exactly. I need to like, live a life and I have a husband or a. Right. Or right. Yeah. Um, I think getting married, uh, for me and Tiff, getting married in our early 30s was huge because we went to like. Some of the friends' weddings that got married when we were twenty three. We got we went to some of our like late twenties friends' weddings. So we had like 
a lot of like lists of like what we wanted and what we didn't want at our wedding. And it's really that's the best way to find out what works at a wedding. It is. It's a process of elimination. Yeah, you're like fuck the this version. I went to a wedding that had the steak fish and chicken uh, steak fish chicken thing, and I hated it. So I'm not going to do that in my or I don't want a DJ. The DJ sucked at this. You know, like you can easily sculpt your wedding based on shit you've seen. So I feel like. People who get married uh, a little later than everyone else, I think, always know how to pull off a wedding. Yeah, I or have, that, a, have an advantage. At yeah, least. I think that's true. Yeah. I think you you definitely like learned from attending different things. I mean, and also your taste is a little more solidified as a person. Yeah, when you're like twenty, could if if I was like to pick if if me and Tiff had to look at wedding pictures from when we were twenty two, I feel like we would cringe every time. You know what I mean? Because like, oh yeah, I didn't if, even like know who I was. Right, exactly. Well, yeah. I mean, granted, we managed to be together then and still right, help. Right. I think you could be in a relationship, but I think like, yeah, you're not like solidified yet no. as like individuals. Right. Like and the was, love is there, but you're like, we still have like a ways yeah, to go we'll with, grow, with We'll ourselves. figure out who we are together. Right, yeah. right. Exactly. But it's like one of those things too, where it was like, um, the, my taste is fine. Like, you know what I mean? I would have, the shit I would have tried to do when I was 22, I'd be like, no, we gotta have fucking Jaeger machine. Like, yeah, you know that's what I mean? True. Like, <laughs> I would <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, I, I, I think also you start to realize that, um, that the basics for weddings that they are that way for a reason like for example you know focusing on uh just having like a good dinner and like alcohol and like these these very simple things really do create like a great party and you don't have to like zhuzh it up a bunch and like put like your special twist on it just so people walk away going wow that was different because like no one really walks away going that was different yeah when you think you're being different it's it's still an offshoot of predictable. Right, yeah. L- look at your wedding photos. Look at green wedding shoes. Everyone's doing all the same. We're all doing all the same Unless shit. you literally were like, oh, we're going to have like a naked wedding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't think it's that different. You're right. like, oh, well, we went with peonies over whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, did, we did so many non-traditional things that are, you know, by design traditional yeah. at some point. Yeah, right. Um, I, I love that you said it's just about throwing a party. That's like Tiff's big advice to everyone, too, is like, it's just a party. You want good food, good drinks, and good music. Like, that's like literally all you need for a wedding to succeed. Like, it doesn't matter if all the bridesmaids wear cowboy boots or if one girl's hair is up or if this is going on or if the uh, it's not the uh, the venue of your dreams. It's like those three things are what... Me- that I think those are the th- fundamental. That's the holy trinity of a- yeah, any a- party, and then some element of it that makes it yours. It doesn't have to be like every like everyone wear. We all wore pork pie hats or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen some fucking crazy ass wedding photos where I'm like, like that look like fucking like black prom photos. Where, you know where I'm like, what are you guys wearing? I know. What yeah. Are, yeah, I also feel like a lot of people. I talk about this a little bit in the book. I feel like it's one thing if you're like, oh well, I want to you know give out these particular party favors because it's like something that means something to my wife and I. Yeah. Like I get that, but then I feel like people feel a need to do that. Yeah. In this way where they're like coming up with this contrived. Like it's almost like they're orchestrating individuality and right. personal and personalizing the wedding. Well, it starts to feel like a, a, it's a, not organic, right? It starts to feel like now that you've like, if you once you've been doing this for a while, like, and you go to like, 
a party at South by Southwest or like some sort of branded like you're at a comedy festival and you're in the Samsung tent. Yes. And then weddings start to feel like you're in the Jamie Lee. Yes. Where it's like. Yeah. Oh, on the on each. Uh, it's a brand launch. Yeah, each centerpiece is. Uh, yeah, exactly. With it's a the brand hashtag launch of- and, the, and the name and it's in a special yes. font and the font continues throughout. Like this is our logo. This is our couple logo. Right. These are our wedding colors. These and, are- and our colors match our website. And yeah, our we- we have you know, Polaroid themed here. Everyone gets a disposable mm-hmm. Polaroid. There'll be a Polaroid wall for us to tack it up on. Hashtag Polaroid. You know. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, and I, I'm, I, I really understand wanting to do that. Like in the book, I do this thing where each chapter I start off with um, sort of what the wedding magazines out there say, and then what I say, and I call all those wedding ma- magazines like the Knot and Modern Bride and all those things. I call them, I refer to them as Big Bridal <laughs> because it really does feel like this giant company that's just sort of taken over, and we're all kind of like employees of them. Yes, and, and it's like keeping up with the Joneses. They yes. created their own and demand. It's all fear based. All they do, and I, I mean, please, I want to be clear. Like, I still love these magazines, <laughs> and I read them all throughout the wedding planning yeah. process. But at the same time, you have to stop and laugh at them because. Because they literally have articles that are like four centerpieces you've never seen in a wedding before. And it's like, okay, <laughs> is that bad if I use a centerpiece that people have seen? seen? Yeah. Are people going to be horrified and like talking about me all night? Like, I don't know what uh, this. Real quick. Tell me what your centerpieces were at your wedding. Just flowers, man. Yeah. Ours was flowers, but in vintage sewing machine. Doors. Oh, <laughs> Excuse me. that is a cool detail. Yep. Did Tiffany pick that out? Uh, yes. Uh, Jamie has w- walked through my apartment. And so I she- love it. Yeah. So Tiffany pretty much This did. place is very cool. She planned the whole wedding too. She's a beast. She's a beast. She planned like the entire wedding. That's she amazing. did everything. She chose everything down to like the food, the cups. I have veto power, but I'm not a tastemaker in our house. Yeah. She, so she does all that. We did she did so much on right after our ceremony ended, she walked in and she was like this is wrong. Why the napkins in the cups and shit? Like it was awesome. <laughs> she clearly has a talent though for like aesthetic. Yeah. I mean, in a way that was probably really fun and satisfying for right. her and to it, uh, yeah. and create it, it, the wedding. It was completely reasonable, which was my, important for the man. And That's for the good. groom part of it. Uh, although I'm sure there's some weddings where the groom is sort of the groomzilla. Dan or, was a groomzilla. Was he? A hundred percent. Yeah, he was a groomzilla. He didn't think he was a groomzilla, but he definitely was a groomzilla in ways where... I mean, he's, he is like... F- famously strong opinion he's so yeah and this is the thing like i understand because it is a thing where it's like it's for both of us and i understand all of that but it's the kind of thing where you just want to be like i know we should logically i understand it should be maybe 50 50 because there's two people getting married but like truly like get out of my way like that's how i was i mean in that way i guess i was i i actually talk about in the book how i really hate the term bridezilla because it's almost like um i refer to it as like a much less offensive slur i'm like it's almost like calling like an opinionated woman pushy yeah it's like no it's just that like our wedding really is our domain and like it's something that you really get excited about kind of taking control of. And so when anyone tries to give you input, even if it's like, you know, sweet and well-meaning, you don't see it that way. Right. Because right, you're right. like in it, you know, yeah. you're like in the mode of like, get out of my way. I want to like make this my own. Like I am bride here. Me roar. Yeah. That, I mean, there's a whole nother thing to like, anytime a woman is in charge of something, there is a slang term for yes. what, yeah, like right. bossy bitch. Bossy, like, yeah. yeah. There's always a slang term for like a woman who does hard work. Like, But I like yeah. You said groomzilla. I'm like, oh, at least at least there's two zillas. Yeah. Like at least it's not just bridezilla anymore. Yeah. 
Because yeah. I know, I know, I know some dudes who were sort of like, you know, we we sort of did a great division of labor where I was like, I'll handle liquor and the DJ, and you, because that's like that doesn't have any uh, aesthetics, yeah, like eyeballs, which is like Tiffany's specialty. So I was like, and I worked at bars my and drank more a lot my whole life, so I was like able to handle ordering the cocktails and what, and like we had like a special cocktail menu and all that shit. Oh, that's and, cool. And then. Tiff was in charge of literally every single other element. <laughs> yeah. Dan Dan definitely let me take over. Um, what yeah. Was, what was he, his big sticking? What was his thing? He's like, well, I got to wear a Hulkamania was, tuxedo. It was actually like, it, yeah. Oh, my God. Um, Can we very, please have Hulk Hogan was, at the wedding? It was a discussion, but as a joke. But also, I'm like, was it a joke? Um, but no, I mean, he, yeah, as far as like the look of the wedding, I feel like he pretty much, that that wasn't really a thing he was concerned with. It was more like... His parents wanted certain things because my parents, my parents are like insanely hands off. Like they barely had a wedding. They got married with six people in my grandmother's living room. And the way my dad quote unquote proposed to my mom, um, him and my mom were in my grandmother's car, my dad's mom's car. And they were just like driving down the street. And my grandmother just casually asked my mom, like, so when are you guys getting married? And my dad said two weeks. And that was the proposal. (laughs) Like he just, Your mom's like, oh, okay, yeah. Good to I, know. I, I'm free, I guess. Yeah, I guess I'll book out that day. Um, yeah, so I don't. I think that I came from like a non-traditional, like yeah. if you want to elope, we'd be fine with it kind of family. And Dan's family, they're in the wedding business. Yeah, his dad's oh, right, a wedding, wedding photographer. photographer right. So they're just very plugged into that world. And so I think when I was like, I want to do it, they're like, but we know it. Like, we yeah. live it. So ultimately... And you're like, but I'm going to live the right, wedding. But I was like, but I want to like be in charge. And then they're like, but we can like offer so much advice. And... And they did have a lot of really good advice. I just was like in this place of like, I know best. Like, I guess in that way, I probably was a bridezilla. I don't well, know. Well, in hindsight, I, I still in hindsight we're all zillas. <laughs> like, yeah, if I you think look, we're all just kind of zillas. If you look back at your entire yeah. life, you're like, oh, man, I was a little bit too much of a zilla. From, right. From the that's get-go. actually, that's so true. I don't yeah. think anyone looks back at anything in it was their like, past. I handled that well. Like, I, na- I nailed that. No, no, no. I was like right on, right on the mark. I just, I want to take a quick second to say like, uh, you happen to have a book about weddings coming out, but I want it's out. It's out. It's Sorry. out. It's yeah, out. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, please. I'm, I'm, I'm I do have it in front of me, it. so I should. Know. It is out. Yeah, you did is... get an advanced copy, though. Right. Oh, okay. but it is out. Yeah. I happen to be out of town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I got it. I got an advanced <laughs> copy at the right time, which is just primo. I mean, yes. Um, but I I have so many strong opinions about weddings. I have so many because I've been to so many as a guest. I had to plan one. I uh was I married my brother and my sister-in-law so I've done uh the actual ceremony oh cool and I have another one of those coming up so I, I I've seen it from every angle you'd I've be s- such a good officiant uh, I would love to see you that's what everyone I like, would love to see it I any funny person is a good officiant like you know <laughs> now if they have to be funny and not care about themselves that much like you have to like I, su- yeah s- I like, think it's a certain supplement tone. supplant is that a word? Supplant mm-hmm. your ego? Supplant, press your ego suppress down. Suppress your ego. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Suppress. That's suppress, <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah, I think you, I could see you being great. Yeah, I did, I did wonderful. I did so well that like strangers have since asked me and I'm like, 
I think you don't realize it was very good because it was my brother who I've known for 31 years getting married. Like, that's different. It helps. Than, yeah. It definitely helps. But also, like, you're a great improviser. Right, like, yeah. I could just, I could see it being good. It, it was fun. So I feel I, like you could, like, not know the people and you'd, like, make up some shit and it would work out If they fine. were comfortable with it being, yeah. uh, like, a soft R, then, yeah. <laughs> No se- strong sexual content, no graphic violence, but the others. <laughs> right. People need Brief that, nudity, though. nudity, adult yeah. language, adult situations. That's me. <laughs> that's, a, that's the Gabrus guarantee. Um, but do you have any, did you have any strong opinions going into the wedding? Like, no way we're doing blank based on uh, wedding experience. Or just in general, like, we can, we can back it off of our own specific weddings and just talk about, like, in general, do you have anything that's, like, like for I'll just I'll lead off with the obvious oh, one please. which you don't see too frequently anymore but a cash bar. Oh yeah. If you're not pa- buying people drinks even if you're both in recovery. Oh man, Doesn't maybe matter. I maybe I shouldn't say that. If you're having a sober wedding that's one thing, but if you're having like uh... Because like someone, one time I went to a wedding where there was a cash bar, and he's like, "Well, the you know the groom doesn't drink." I'm like, "Well, two hundred guests do." I mean, we're, maybe I'm a dick, and I, maybe I'm being insensitive no, to a big group right. of people. But if it you're should be open a bar. Thing, I think that in general, a good rule is like it's not about you, even though it is about you. It's weird. It's like it's only about you guys, right. but you also have to take care of people on a party level, right? And that does involve like, for example, if you're a vegan. I don't know if that means don't serve any meat oh, or God, yeah. or think about the people who eat other things, you right. know, or at least maybe serve vegetarian. So there's maybe some other options there. Yes. But um, but that's that? not even my deal breaker. I my... couldn't even imagine going to a vegan wedding. Uh, I, I mean, a wedding asking someone to go to a wedding. I'm all I'm, I'm getting so heated right now. Asking someone to go to a wedding is like saying, like, hey, do you have a thousand dollars between you and your significant other uh, and a weekend to throw away? Because you got, like, people who came to my wedding, by the time I had a wedding, I was like, you're doing me a favor by for by being here. I've been to so many weddings. They, It's awful. The wedding is fun, but, like, cool, you had your destination wedding in your hometown, which is, like, an hour and a half away from an airport. Right, like, and I just have to, like, fuck off for a whole day. Like, <laughs> draw, like see, like, whatever the one, like, lake there is to see or yeah. whatever. Like, there's just nothing to do. I got to get brunch the next morning before my flight at a place. And, like, I got to stay at a day's in. Yeah. And fucking, like, in the middle, off hours. a highway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's like, I get it. You saved a lot of money getting married here. But think about your friends. Like, you especially if, like, you're back. both live in the same place and you're, like... Everyone from New York City is going, we're all getting together and going two and a half hours outside of New York City. It's like, come on. I'm a, yeah, I'm a big believer in uh, just like take care of your people because uh, I, I think a big thing, I'm sorry to be like, I keep I keep saying, I, I say this in the book, but I do. I talk about No how, one's going to fault you for repeating I know, but it's material. so annoying to be like, I say this in the book, um, but I do. <laughs> uh, I talk about how being at a wedding, you kind of slip into, as a guest, you kind of slip into survival mode. A little bit. It's a little bit like being on like a deserted island (laughs) and you you get into this mode where you really feel like you're fending for yourself because you're kind of trapped in a certain location for the next several hours. And I also talk about days possibly or days, depending on how things go. (laughs) But I think like quantity of food is really important i don't think quality people emphasize quality and i and i think it's great i had really good food at my wedding i stand by that but i think it was also nice that like no one felt like shit was gonna run out right that's huge it is i think cocktail hour is even bigger than a meal like the past shit is like what 
is what everyone's waiting for. Everyone wants fucking little mini crab cakes. Nobody needs to sit down and have a big piece of salmon. I mean, you you want to offer the the full meal. Sure, but I think it's nice when they can fill up at cocktail hour, yeah, at least get- to a degree where they're not starving when they get to dinner and then like you're up dancing and then you just see people sitting and chowing down yeah like, everyone is starving eat. the food comes it die and then everyone eats gets full and then it's that post that post meal lull that you know from working in offices but it hits you even harder at a wedding when everyone's drunk then eats a huge meal and they're like oh also i don't know why it's not a bigger tradition to serve food when people are arriving like i'm not saying a full three course thing but like Putting out some kind of snack option when people first get there, I don't know why that's not more common because I think a lot of people, when they get to the wedding, they haven't eaten. Because they've, like, been, getting they've ready, been getting ready, traveling, checking into the hotel that they have to stay at, which tags another $200 onto their bill for the weekend for to come to your fucking wedding. God help me if you if you ask someone to be a groomsman or a bridesmaid, you're asking that person to be like, I hope you have five free weekends in the next year and Five to six, you know, money for a bachelor party, a suit or a dress, shoes to get your hair done, to all chip in, to buy the bride something, to all chip in, to do blind. Like that shit just piles up so fast. It does. It becomes wedding year. Yeah, it's like wedding year. And you're just like a groom's. And then like you don't get any respect because like the bride is super busy or the groom is super busy. So you don't get any like respect for being a groomsman or a bridesmaid. You know what I mean? Like no one's like, thank you. But you're like the one who's like. I'll fix the sign, you know what I mean? Or like, I'll go with your dad to grab the cooler. You know, like you're doing all this stupid shit and you're like, this is a lot of work. Right. <laughs> yeah. You kind of become like an employee yeah. of the wedding. Yeah. And wait till you're doing, wait till you ever officiate a wedding. Then you're like legitimately stressed going to a wedding. You're like, I have to perform. I have to like, this is the two people's most important moments of their lives. Stressful as fuck. Oh, I can't imagine. And it's a whole element of like work to it. And then like leading up to a wedding, nothing stresses you more than like a writing deadline yeah (laughs) well it's nice to hear that you care because i feel like dan and i that that was one of our our uh fun little kinks along the way was just trying to get our rabbi to like know us um because we actually we had a rabbi well i i was not raised religious at all um and dan has a rabbi in new york but we got married in california so we also happened to get married on passover so that uh, (laughs) eliminated a lot of options for us because a lot of rabbis just wouldn't work on passover so we found a (laughs) rabbi pretty much the only rabbi who was available and he was willing to do it and it was just rocky all the way like we would meet up with her and she would kind of just like talk about herself and she um she, you were trying to be like this will help you get a ceremony get to know us yeah, a so little you, bit so you do a more personal ceremony yeah or just yeah or even just like somewhat personal yeah, you know like- <laughs> um because she just straight up wouldn't ask us questions like she would say things like she would ask us questions about things that just in no way informed who we were as people. <laughs> and I I just had been to a couple of weddings um, by that point where you could tell the officiant did not know the couple at all. Like we went to this one wedding where the couple, um, the uh, sorry, the officiant kept mentioning that the couple, uh, the couples had dogs together and kept making these like little jokes about like, woof woof and peaches and like kept saying it over and over again or incorporating it into her her spiel over and over again in this way where i was like oh this woman doesn't know them at all like she's really 
using the dogs as a crutch because every time she mentions them, it gets a laugh. Right. Because everyone, obviously, they're they're cute. People are going to laugh because it's like, oh, the dogs. And it was just. Also, if the identity of the of the married couple is the fact that they have dogs, that's not an identity. No. (laughs) It's like, who doesn't have dogs? Right. (laughs) That's always really fun. You can always tell when someone's like stretching. It's like. Um, they told me that their favorite song was, uh, their favorite movie was Singing in the Rain. Hopefully we don't get any rain today, huh? May you always, and then it's like, may you always have an umbrella. They'll say like, do you give them like one piece of info and they and run And they with- just milk it. Yeah, and they're like. Yeah, and that's how I felt with this. Yeah, so anyways, I had, I'd been to that wedding and then I was like, oh, I really want my rabbi to like, at least know us a little bit. Not even, not, she doesn't have to go deep. Just like, know how we met. Like, just anything. Yeah, and she. Info. We met up with her two times. She didn't really ask the right questions. And then she <laughs> then she basically told me that I should write a script for her. Ouch. And I was like, okay, so now I'm like working for her to talk about us. And so she's just going to recite something that I wrote, which I feel like is going to really take me out of the moment. Right. So that was weird. And then we met up with her one more time. We went and got Thai food and we kind of just laid it out for her. We're like, okay, well, we just want to like tell you about us. So she didn't even ask. We just kind of like dumped our lives on her. And yeah, it was just kind of this like, did it work out? Kind of enough. It worked out enough because we wrote our own vows, and I that's felt huge, like that—that yeah. that was like the thing that personalized yeah, it. Yeah, I'm a big—I'm a big fan of writing your own vows. I believe, I believe, so even too. if they're quick, even if it's just like an "I love you" or whatever yeah. it is, whatever version right. of that you want to do, it doesn't have to be like super witty and scripted. Just like some kind of just you... something that's like not like uh, uh, through health and wealth yes, or whatever the exactly fucking... like sickness the sta- and health standard. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah, I think it just—I think it. Um, I kind of tuned out when our rabbi was talking during, I distinctly remember during the ceremony, just like not listening to her. And then I remember she was like, and it's time for you guys to say, and I was like, Oh, okay. Now I can focus. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Put your phone away. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> oh, 626. Okay, perfect. <laughs> What's up you dumpy turds. That's right. It's 2017. You're probably thinking to yourself, now I got to get my health in check. Even Gabrus. <clears throat> Even Gabrus, I just choked on a chicken wing, has got to turn his life around. So why don't you start with eating healthy? And maybe your best bet to do that is Blue Apron. Yeah, that's right. This was a commercial. What, do you think this is a PSA about health? Nah, Gabrus needs to get paid, son. So, yo, you guys got to get with Blue Apron. It's got fresh ingredients. If you're not familiar with what it is, they send you fresh ingredients directly to your door, and then you can make the meals. So you're learning how to cook. You're getting healthy food. You're maybe cooking for a significant other, bonding with your lady or your man or your person of an uh, of the gender of their choosing. You guys are chowing down you people are chowing down together and enjoying the conversation that comes with a nice cooked meal we got uh all the seafood is sourced sustainably the beef chicken and pork come from responsibly raised animals all the stuff that you want to hear about a place that's delivering your ingredients they don't even waste anything because they send you the exact amount so you're not sitting there with like what am i supposed to do with this whole fucking head of bok choy you're like no you got the right amount of bok choy so do yourself a favor. It comes out to like $10 per person per meal. Imagine eating for that cheap, that healthy, rather than just ripping through some delivery service that charges you $9. Look, you're t- you're, 
I'm preaching to myself here more than I'm talking to you guys. I got to get myself squared away and maybe cooking some healthy meals for my wife and I is the way to do it. So check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash mighty. You'll love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron, so don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash mighty. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Welcome to 2017. It's time to make your next move. Guys, you need a unique domain uh, and a website to launch your idea, a portfolio to get your project out there. Finally open that online t-shirt store you always wanted to open. Now is the time, the beginning of 2017, and the easiest way to do it, and the cheapest, is with Squarespace. You can make a beautiful website. You can, it has award-winning templates. It really teaches you how to present your ideas online pretty easily. Um, it's got 24-7 customer support. Uh, unique experience. Like You can make yourself, you know, this is a year. You're like, hey, I'm an actor now. Put your headshot up there. Put your reel up there and make a little Squarespace. Oh, hey, I'm a writer now. Post your uh, writings on a Squarespace uh, site. Oh, hey, I make little uh, figurines of dogs boning. Hey, to each his own, but there's money in everything. So get yourself a little website, get it up there, and try to sell some shit. So, guys... Use Squarespace in 2017 to make yourself a dope little website. Like, I have a great website. I paid a fortune for it. I would kill to have just saved the money and have a, a, a great website the easier way that I can. I know how to update myself and I don't have to pay someone to update every time. So I feel you on that. All right, guys. Let's get to work in 2017. You can uh, use it uh, creative people, business people, musicians, designers, artists, restaurants, full-on businesses. Your little rugby club can all use Squarespace. So do me a favor. Start your free trial today at squarespace.com and enter offer code MIGHTY to get 10% off your first purchase. And do me a favor. If you do end up making a website for your business or your whatever, send it to me at highandmightypodcast.gmail.com and I will plug it on my show if I like it. If it's, if it's not something absolutely sketchy like pictures of... You know, let's not get into what is examples of sketchy right now. All right, back to the podcast. Um, one thing that happened to us: we went to a friend's wedding, um, and their rabbi was super late by accident. So they mm-hmm. had um, some. They were like, "Let us get to the drinks," and we didn't know that the rabbi was running late. But the whole time, me and Tiff were walking around. We didn't know anyone else at this wedding. You ever? This is a weird setup for a wedding. You ever go to a wedding where the only person you know is the bride or groom or the couple itself? I don't know if I've been through that. Oh, wait, one time, yes. Like, it just one happened. Time, so, yeah. like, it's like, oh, this is a work friend of mine. Dan, you got to come with me. I don't know any of her family. No one else from work is going. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. so we had one of those situations where Tiff kept close with someone she used to work with, got invited to the wedding. No one else from that job got there. We don't know any of their personal so we only know each other and the bride <laughs> and we're like so we're, who the fuck are we gonna talk to she's got shit to do and so we're like it, you feel like you're in an event you feel like you're like a swinger you're like just two people at someone but we so the bride uh, the uh, rabbi doesn't show up they start serving alcohol they give out some porch swings and some beers and stuff and we're all standing around drinking and me and tiff are like why don't you always drink before the ceremony i mean right. like officially like yeah a lot of people will drink on the bus or whatever but it's like Holy shit. So when Tiff and I had our wedding, we were like, first of all, the first thing we knew is that our ceremony was going to be under 20 minutes no matter what. Nice. And uh, soup to nuts, start to finish. And then we were like, and everyone's going to be drinking in the crowd. And we had like a mini cocktail hour. 
with no food, just booze before our wedding. And then we, uh, before the ceremony, did the ceremony, then went into full-blown. But like people were Ooh, that's nice. drinking and hanging out leading up to it. Such a better vibe. It's yeah, such it a, a better tone. vibe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Although we did have a, wo- uh, a woman. She was a, a young girl fall out of her chair into <gasps> the aisle as my mother is being... My uh, it, my wedding was like a few months after my dad died. So my brothers walked my mother down the aisle, my two younger brothers who were my best men. And my mom's like hysterical crying. Aww. Like and she's like, oh, and I'm the, I was the first one to get married. And then as my mom's walking down the aisle, like a girl in a leopard dress falls into the aisle, <laughs> legs open, like visible underwear, just like le- past like wasted, like oh, gets up, like tries oh, to get back in her chair, strong. knocks her chair. Yeah, she was <gasps> shit faced. And we were and my mom is like hysterical crying. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? That's very yeah. funny. Yeah. And it was worth it because everyone was riled up throughout our ceremony people were like hooting and hollering and like sc- you know like the door open and someone's like better close that shit you know everyone was like just going ape shit it was oh that's so, great so where we, did you get married at the uh farm the queens county farm museum oh. uh, it's a farm uh in queens oh cool like in floral park yeah oh, it was awesome. awesome it was great we got married in a barn and they had the, Ooh, nice. the party next to a cow pen <laughs> oh wow yeah um, but booze before, like booze is so important that it's like, fuck, why are we waiting an hour? I mean, I get it. If you're having a religious wedding, maybe you can't right. gas it up at the church. Right. But Catholic weddings can't. are the worst. Yeah. I went to one. It was it's like a uh, full mass. You're forcing yeah. people to go to church for an hour. I also, the one that I went to, I don't know if it was the, the way the ceremony was supposed to be or if it was just the couple, but like the couple like kind of didn't really like touch at all until and it was until yeah that's some catholic shit though, i, too, I, I like... think it was but then i also yeah there was just but they were kind of distant the whole night and it was sort of like this <laughs> i don't know it was just an odd it was just an odd feeling the whole evening yeah, and it was knew, a very lavish way the reception was very lavish to each other that's yeah that was they were kind very of the, nervous all day maybe that's what it was i don't <laughs> think so though i don't know there was just like a weird distance for two people who like just got married Ooh. i don't know and they both got wasted like not wasted like fun wasted but like the problematic gro- the groom was like blackout drunk like early i made it till about three in the morning at the uh two oh. in the morning at the after party but i my 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 wife had to walk me home and take my tux off me. I feel I, like, like that's normal, though. That, Around that hour. Yeah, that's, that's, really, that's normal. It's when it's at like 9 p.m. Yeah. and you're like, oh, Jeff's gone. <laughs> Just mentally did not you, there anymore. Did you get your face at your wedding? I, You know, I couldn't get drunk. It that's was why kinda, I hear a lot of brides Yeah, say I that. couldn't get drunk. I definitely was drinking and I had a really good time and I took shots, but like I just... It was very sobering in a good way. Like, yeah. I just feel like I felt very it was like grounded. adrenaline was yes. uh, topped out, you know. Totally. Also, food is weird all day and you're like, your metabolism is probably going like a thousand percent as you like scurry around and oh, shit. Oh, food yeah. is so weird all day. Yeah, yeah. I like, and I also was just like a psycho leading up to it. Like, I was not really eating. Like, the week before my wedding, I really like did not eat a lot at yeah. all. Out of like nerves or out, out of, of like, want to look as good as possible? Out of like all of it. Like, wanting to look as good as possible, um, anxiety, excitement, like just everything. I was just so like overstimulated. Just doing knuckle push-ups. Yeah. <laughs> like- <laughs> 
<laughs> Dan like Dan literally was like Jamie you need to eat and I was like oh right like I just wasn't thinking about it I had so much to do <laughs> and yeah and I just the whole yeah I, I definitely eating was just weird like that whole week leading yeah. up to it. It is like a year long project that you do that costs you a fortune with uh, your significant other. Like it's like a wedding is like an ins- like and when it starts to culminate you start to feel like you're wrapping up your semester where you're like uh, like. I remember every time we checked something off to get done, it was like, oh, yes. Now the venue is like, gr- what a huge weight each thing was. Yeah. Until at the end when you're like, the- I always say like the wedding was one of my best days of my life, but the day after was a close second. Like it was oh, very awesome to so wake good. up married. Yes. And not have to worry about a wedding. And it, it, The day after is so fun. I could see how people get post- Partum Me or, too. Uh, postmortem. <laughs> post. Hey, yeah. What? No. It, but yeah. yeah post. But it, there Whatever, is a there post is a postpartum post-marital. in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Your your child. The like wedding is like your baby. Yeah. And you're like, what are we going to talk about now? <laughs> yeah. I I had heard that. I had a friend of mine who expressed feeling really sad after her wedding. I was so happy it was over. I not was... not in a way like I didn't enjoy it, but just like I was like, oh, that was a success. And it's done. Right. And we're married now. We're married. Yeah, because sometimes you f- I feel like people forget that the reason you ha- have a wedding is not to have a wedding. It is to get married. You know oh, what I mean? Like people a hundred, again, the whole big bridal thing, it's like not about what it's about. It's right. like weddings are not about what it's about. It's just like party planning. And then you're yeah. like, oh, no, but you're also changing your life. Right. Like it's a, it's a celebration that literally, it's a milestone. Yeah, one of my best memories is knowing that we were having people over our apartment for bagels, but not until like noon. It was like 10 o'clock in the morning on the day after our wedding. And we were like opening the cards. <laughs> we're oh, like, Ooh, yeah. $200 from it's Uncle So and So. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. And I was like, this is great. And, and we were leaving the next day for a honeymoon in Mexico. And we were like, this is fucking great. We're a husband and wife. Hey, this is my wife. I've just fucked my wife. You know, right. Like, it's like such an awesome thing. It is. Yeah. The day after is incredible. Yeah. Also, because because of my not eating like a normal person leading up to it the day after I ate a double cheeseburger and then for dinner I ate a whole rotisserie chicken <laughs> that's awesome that like is a- like you ate uh, like my meal plan <laughs> 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 a day in the life. Yeah. It turns out I can do it. <laughs> um, what about, uh, do you have any ma- major pet peeves that you experienced or something you actively tried to avoid at your wedding? Something I actively tried to avoid. Well, I actually didn't want a band. Um, we ended up having a band and I thought they were going to be amazing. They made me feel totally comfortable. The guy came to our house. He sang on our porch. He oh, literally awesome. auditioned. He took Dan's guitar and like, strummed on our porch making <laughs> eye contact with me it was so uncomfortable he's saying don't stop believing acoustic and i was like well this guy's just really impressive he was also like great with email there were so many like idiots we dealt with who just like couldn't respond to email properly crazy. yeah it was crazy so he was like one of the good ones and then during the wedding i was like this guy sounds terrible Ooh. And I was like, but I'm not going to dwell because I'm happy to have a band. It's cool that we have a band. A lot of people don't have a band. especially right. oh, In California, it's less popular. Right. And so I was like, whatever, it's fine. Maybe it's just me, whatever. And then Dan came up to me and was like, this guy sounds bad, right? And I was like, yeah. Oh, that's heartbreaking. Yeah. But I mean, we still had a great time and like, it's fine. 
Um, I but, think like amazing band is better than an amazing DJ. You do, but a medium DJ is better than a medium band. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Because DJ, at least you know what the playing, songs are yeah, going to exactly, sound like. Exactly. This guy was like putting his own spin on stuff, and I was like, no, 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 just sing it the way it sounds on the record. But live music will always beat uh, a DJ, and uh, some DJs over talk. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Oh, uh, like they really like demonstrate their MC skills, right? And it's like it's not about that. Uh, the uh, the thing we didn't want to do was like the uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome uh, the groomsmen, John Gabrus and the white mama. And when they like throw the fake football, you know, we're like right, you have right, to choreograph right. some little bullshit. I'm like, I did not like to do that. Oh, and you and like then, walk in dancing? Yeah, no, I one. just I wanted the announcement, and we all just came in together. I was like, please. Yes, yeah, that's yeah. we did. Um, we did a first dance, and I really didn't want to do a first dance. But um, some of them, you, some of them, like traditions, like you realize, like I didn't want to do a first dance. And then I was like, I guess we should, but how can we make it our, like, that's the same shit we were doing. Right. Yeah. I just, but, yeah, I still, I'm like, I was, it was great. I'm glad I did it, but I was kind of like, eh, I don't know. I think you do it for the photos, but other than that, I was kind of like, eh, I don't know. Right. First, it's really it's weird. It's so to awkward dance. to have everyone like watching you dance. I'm like, we don't even dance. Like, that was the thing. You know it's what like- I mean? It's like, we don't like slow dance a lot. Like. <laughs> At other people's the weddings, only other we do. Other yeah, people's weddings. yeah, exactly. But that's because other people are slow dancing. It's not like I'm in the middle. Like it's not like my own personal ice rink where I'm like, <laughs> take it away. Like I don't know. It just feels a little, a little strange. Right. It, the the slow dance is is real weird. It that is. First, you know, it's also here's something we learned. Uh, not something we didn't want to put in our wedding, but something we thought we didn't think about until uh, we went to someone else's wedding for the mother son dance and the father daughter dance. Trim the track. (laughs) (laughs) Not something a lot of people think to do. You don't need to dance for five minutes and 45 seconds with your father. A thousand percent. I have a whole bit in my stand-up about this right now. Yes. I have so many feelings about the father-daughter. I don't don't do... I was like, no father-daughter, no uh, mom-son. But maybe I'm just really cynical. No, I I think my... If I didn't do that, my mom would have died. But... Like, we fucking trimmed it to, like, two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and also, I'm not opposed to dancing with your parents. I think I just was like, I don't want to do the spotlight thing. Like, right, that, yeah. I just want everybody to date. I'll dance with my dad, like, with At everyone point, else. Yeah. yeah, with everyone else out there. I just didn't want it to be like, and now, center stage. Yeah. Jamie and Mr. Lee. You're so beautiful to me. <laughs> yeah. Sung I by, from the porch, by me. Right, I can't. Oh. Oh, that's brutal. Yeah. No. <laughs> the, the, that, you, we didn't do bouquet. We didn't do bouquet or bouquet. We didn't do that and the garter and stuff. Did you guys do that? Um, I don't remember if I did bouquet. I don't think I did. I definitely didn't do garter. It's a weird thing to do like the get all the single ladies up there when you're in your 30s because it's like a lot of your friends are married and then it's like you're just throwing a bouquet at like a 16 right. year old braces cousin who's like, what? <laughs> and then like. <laughs> Your divorced uncle's got to put a garter belt on like a sixteen-year-old girl's leg. It's like get this fucking that tradition is insane. Yeah, there are a lot of things where I'm like, yeah, I, I think you have to really make that call and not feel guilty about not doing certain things, right? Because we're like, it's tradition, it's tradition. It's like, right, but for some people, like right. we don't all have the same tradition, right? You don't go to a Jewish person's house and be like, where's your Christmas right. tree? It's a tradition. Yeah, it's no, like... it's like we tradition is tradition is not a blanket statement. There's still pockets of tradition. A big everyone th- can adhere to what they want to adhere to. A big thing, Tiff and uh, my wife and I have been talking about is like creating our own traditions. It's like 
like especially after just visiting home. I'm speaking oh, yeah. specifically from a very a post holiday visit. Where sure, I'm like, same. Why is going home our tradition? I know. I <laughs> have, like, I've had similar thoughts. Yeah, and I think I, I think I'm going to be in for a real earful this next holiday. Season. What do you are you thinking? You're going to go on a vacation? I think we're going to go on a vacation, or we're going to stay here and just yeah. kind of do uh, our own holiday thing. And I know. Try to see our family a different time. Yeah, that's like, what I want to do too. Like I was looking at pictures of friends who are in Hawaii. Yes, and I saw those same pictures. I think pictures. we have those mutual yes, friends. Yes, mutual friends. And I was saying to Tiff, I'm like, we spent more money to come home and be stressed right. for like two full right. weeks. Right, than to I'm go like, to like Oahu. Right, and, <laughs> yeah. yeah and like, and we, it costs the same. It costs totally. two grand to fly across the country totally. at Christmas time. Yeah, it does. And, and it's like I'm living out of gifts a, and yeah, yeah. It, it adds up. It ends up being really expensive. And then everyone you're visiting, because like our families are close to each other but my whole family is pretty much located in one area her whole family is located in pretty much one whole area so we're home and everyone's like oh we got to go from this person's house to this person's house and everyone's just at their own homes or driving 15 minutes and we're like living out of a suitcase fucking you know across the country from where we're we're living it's like fuck you guys <laughs> you know this <laughs> Yeah, I had I had similar thoughts. I mean, when I'm home, I just see how happy it makes my parents. And I'm like, I got to do this for them. But then also it gets to a point where you're like, all right, but now like, I don't know, there's a lot of like uh, power in that married we, you know, where you're like, oh, maybe I got to like use that power a little more. Because we were talking, it's like, what are we going to, when we're 40, go home to see our parents? You know what I mean? Right. I know. I do feel like it dies out a little bit. It has to. We're, we're. We're going to have a kid just so we don't have to go. Like, it's like, let's get pregnant. So can't you can, fly in your third. Yeah. We're like doing the math. That's like, if you get pregnant by this time, we could not have to fly. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. And they can't. Yeah. And then there's when, no guilt. And no, then, there's no guilt. And then like, next they have year it's kid. like, I have a one year old. I can't fly. Across. Yeah. So they're like, oh, okay. Well. <laughs> it's Skype. Oh, yeah. Hi, guys. Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Meanwhile, you guys are in Hawaii with the one year old. <laughs> He's learning to surf. <laughs> Oh, that would be, that'd be awesome. no social media blackout. So your mom like doesn't post a Facebook. You're like cliff jumping with your one year. He can't fly. I'm too worried. Like diving off a cliff with a sunburnt one year old baby. <laughs> a super bronze little baby. That'd be so swimming with the dolphins. <laughs> Dolphin just pulled my kid away in a fucking by his life vest. There he goes. <laughs> my, my, my boy. That's my boy. That's my boy. <laughs> Um, did you have any, uh, it's crazy people's ownerships over weddings that aren't theirs, like parents to a certain degree, but like the amount of people who will come up to you at your wedding or, and which helps you learn how to behave at other people's weddings, the amount of people that come up to you at, uh, that will come up to you at your wedding and expect that you have 20 minutes for them is insane. It's like, Hey, look, you you are like my eighth favorite uncle. <laughs> like I have nine. <laughs> Get out of here! Right, like, and they just dominate. Yeah, and it's like, hey, it's good to find. Hey, so how's comedy treating you? It's like, look, now is not the time for small talk. I have to say thank you to two hundred and ten guests, and also maybe try to enjoy some time with myself here. Right. It's like put it in an email. So you know when you go to another person's wedding. Also, hosting, having your own wedding makes you a better guest at other people's oh, weddings, totally. too. Oh, totally. Yeah, it like, makes you so much more self-aware. Like, I'm always a guy who's like, when the groomsmen are hanging out, I'm like, 
guys, I'm going to go get us some sandwiches. <laughs> like, I'm like, get the fuck out of here for like a half hour and like uh, help people out and be like, here, look, here's food. I'm cool. I'm so glad I had to sit around and stew and uh, sip from some one dude's flask or something. Like yeah, that. I um, I just remember there's one thing in my wedding that I remember. I didn't have so much of an issue with like people talking to me for a long time, but I do remember my mom and like some of my family just like not dancing. And I remember being like, guys, j- even if you don't want to, just like get up. Like, come on, <laughs> just come dance. Like, what are you doing? My mom was like, I looked over and she was like on her phone, like showing pictures to like another family member. And it's like, I understand they don't ever see each other. Right. So you forget like, oh, this is a chance for them to just straight up like catch up with people. Yeah, weddings and funerals is where most families see. Each yeah, other. it's yeah, kind of yeah. where you like do your catching yeah up. exactly so i just remember looking over and being like get on the dance floor like what are you doing oh that's <laughs> but then also i think another thing that you learn is that people are still themselves on your wedding day yep. my mom's not a dancer like she right. she's never been i mean she will dance she did dance at my like cousin's wedding and she did dance like she did the horror and like she was involved in mine but Ultimately, she's not like thrilled to be on the dance floor. She's right. much more like wanting to talk to people one on one. Right. Um, and you have to sort of like let go of the like, it's my wedding. Do, Everyone do, dance. Read my mind. Do the things that I think you should be Didn't doing. Didn't you get the video about the choreography? Yeah, exactly. It's like, uh, just like let people do their thing. They're still <laughs> themselves. They're not going to like turn into like mystical right prayer answering creatures just because you're getting married right i always feel like that when they're like relying on like you know you know the the friend i'm talking about like the relying on that one yeah he's gonna do a speech it's like really yeah (laughs) (laughs) you you know who he is right like you know how that person is (laughs) like sure yo let's talk about speeches real quick oh please because we, we can come out of two prong as uh wedding people and people who professionally speak in front of other people um Man, do some people just not know how to do it? They don't know. What are you some? What are some glaring? Like if we were, if we, we, you and I are sitting here in, in this room, are a group of uh, maids of honors and a group of best men, and like, what are some things we could do to be like, guys, nip this shit in the bud? Um, my biggest one is just make it about the couple the whole time. I think that there's a lot of backstory. Like people will go up and they'll be like, "This is how I met the bride," and then they go into this thing about. The, about their relationship to the bride and it's like that's lovely but at the same time it's about the bride and the groom this is right. not like you doing a book report on the bride right. so i think it's fine to give like a taste of how you met just so everyone in the room is like oh okay that's how she knows her yes but then i think you really need to go to like a memory you have of like the three of you hanging out or like yeah. so I think it's just you, important I think you go from like backstory to you like what you're pivot. Saying. Yeah, and then you go to like a memory of like we used to have we love blah 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 and then Along came Dan, yeah, who was welcome. We of course invited him to Bachelor Night, you know, whatever, right, like, right, just like that. Moment. And then it's like now I see how Jamie is with Dan, and blah, like, yeah. And I, I think that I think even just having, yeah, I think that there's just, um, I think you have to keep it about the two of them as much as possible. And I don't think it's easy. I no. think it's actually very hard because I think a lot of people know the bride or the groom way right. more than they even know them as a couple, and you kind of are in this place where you have to like pretend that you are really informed about their relationship right. you, you at least have to get to the end and say like and then so-and-so met so-and-so and now look at them he's a better person she's a blah 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 you know you need to give some sort of like end it with some couples yeah blessing but like i feel like what you're uh 
like dudes specifically love to just be like, here's three sort of debaucherous stories because most uh, men who aren't comedians think it's like, like they're the only people that ever gotten drunk. Like uh, anyone who's a non-comic who gives a speech, the speech is always like, and they like revert back to like college. We were like shit. My one of my favorite memories of Dale is we were shit faced down in fucking Tampa. And he looked at me and I was like, bro, we're going to live forever. And now, He's going to live forever with Daniela. <laughs> I miss you guys. You know, it's like, what the fuck? People love telling like, like those debaucherous stories. It's like, that's not even like fun at parties anymore. No, It's not this place for the wedding. And if you'd God help you, if I see a best man or a, a, a maid of honor, not mention the groom, like the, the other one, you got to go you across gotta. the aisle. Got to yeah. reach across the aisle. F- None of this R's versus D's. No, no donkeys versus elephants. Get the fucking bride involved. Yeah, you have to. I think um, also I think uh, one thing I've noticed, and this is probably going to sound sexist. uh, I just want to let you know that I know. But I think a lot of times the guys lean in really hard to roasting. And I feel like I want the girls to lean into that a little harder. Right. I think like girls are like be funny it's okay you can do what they do it doesn't have to every time i go to i won't say every time but a lot of times the speeches are usually the guy gets up does what you just said or some version of just like a really fucking embarrassing story about the guy yeah and it's super laden with like roast jokes and they're usually really funny and it works yeah it everyone works. knows the dude and totally. everyone's like and it's oh, so funny he is a little bitch about exactly that. yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and everyone in the room connects over it and then i feel like the girl will go up this happened um at a wedding i went to girl goes up starts talking about the bride and she's like Oh my god, we we had so much fun at study abroad, and I will never forget how we ate cheesecake at that one place. And I love how you love. She literally said the line, "I love how you love dessert." And I was like, "This is so fucking vapid." Like, I want to like. Tear here, my I'm gonna do. I'm gonna play out. along in my. Uh, and I'm uh, uh, openly misogynistic, so I know that. Please don't contact me. <laughs> uh, but like uh, the other one is like, and I'm just gonna say one thing cheese fries you know or like yes. uh, like it's like an inside joke yes it's like it's but it's so general it's yeah exactly. it's it's not special it's always just like well that's two I, words volleyball and you're like <laughs> yeah. okay what mr anderson's butt <laughs> and i think that's the that to me that's the female uh version of getting shit faced uh at the dorm like because it's like that's the most generic dude thing if I mean, most women have stories about getting wasted together. Absolutely, and it's most a- dudes have inside jokes with their guy friends. But to like bring either that's just like cliche mm-hmm. bullshit. Always. Yeah, and I just think I I just wish. I mean, look, granted, whatever. We both like do comedy, so right. it's very easy for us to sit here and be like, okay, guys, there are a couple things you need to work on. <laughs> it's easy to shit on someone's. Public it speech. is, but especially my, my brothers are not comedians, and they crush it at my wedding. My wife's friends were not. Uh, uh, comedians and they crushed it at the my my brother wrote a rap and uh oh nice yeah that was about tiffany was really good oh that's good (laughs) yeah Yeah, it's like an insane step at our wedding everyone i felt like i had the same experience i felt like everyone's speeches were really good yeah like really good and they were all different but i have gone to i'm all different meaning um everyone kind of had a different 
uh, point of view. They, had a, they all have different points of view, but they all like some of them are more roasty. Some of them were more heartfelt, but they all kind of like got the job yeah. done. But I did go to a rehearsal dinner once with Dan where it got so roasty that it just wasn't funny. It, it wasn't, they weren't jokes. It was just like shitting on the guy. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, now everyone, like, like the, the, the energy is just sucked like, out of the room. <laughs> yeah. No, one he did guy. did what? <laughs> oh, yeah. There were some stories about like masturbating and shit. And I was like, all right, guys. Like, the rehearsal dinner is a weird time to do that too. Cause then you got to like, hang out See with them for a full the next day, day after. Yeah, and yeah. it's like this intimate Italian restaurant. Yeah, I mean, again, I think that the the bride and groom in that situation loved it. I right. just felt like as a guest, like, oh, okay. And you know, when you go to someone else's thing, you're going to be so judgmental. Right. Like, you can't not be judgmental. That's the point. Like, I feel like... I feel like that's what you're talking about. Big Bridal has built into all of us is that we're like when we go to another we're wedding, critiquing. you're critiquing because you know what the ideal is. Absolutely. And like, you know, everyone and knows what the ideal everyone is. Everyone is. So anything that strays, yeah. anything right. that strays, it's just like palpable tension. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's absolutely. <laughs> have you given a have you had to give a speech at a wedding before? I did. I gave a speech at a rehearsal dinner last summer or two summers ago. And it's actually kind of a ridiculous story. Um, oh, man. I don't know if I should talk don't about worry, this. If you don't, do you, I'm just I'm getting at do you get asked a lot because you're a comic? Uh yeah, I maybe. feel like I, I, I feel like I gave a, a speech once or twice where maybe I wasn't the uh, closest friend, right, but right. definitely the best. I would give the best. I speech. think that's true. And I don't hate being used for that power, but there is an element to it where it's like, you know. It, I have friends that have jobs. I don't make them show up. Like, I have friends that are cooks. I'm not going to make them be like, could you whip up ribs for my wedding? Yeah. Because I like your ribs. It is a, a, it's, yeah, it's an interesting thing where you're like, oh, you're kind of like tapping me to help in this area a little bit. Nestles right up next to my insane desire for attention. So, (laughs) like, I, I agree you're making me do my job on my day off, but also, uh, a room full of 200 drunk people who are looking to laugh and I am easily the funniest person at this wedding because I'm the only comedian. Like, right. I, yeah, like, of course. Fuck yeah. I, yeah. There's a part of me that's like, come on, man, you're abusing me and I'm allowing it because I want them laughs. <laughs> I also, well, yeah, I, when I gave the speech um, at my friend's rehearsal dinner, I felt like I had to like write a whole thing and then I got there and I was like, why didn't I just like talk? Like, why did I like make this harder? I had to like turn it into right. a and job. You, like if you were I'm doing like, a 10 minute spot anywhere, you would be able to just like, get up and chat. Especially if they're like, hey, the topic is a person you know yeah, very well. Yeah. Why couldn't I just like draw the information on the spot? I don't know. Instead, I'm like sitting there like pen to paper being like, oh, and this bullet point and this bullet point. I'm, I like over prepared. Right. And then it was a good speech, though. I will. I'll give myself credit. But, I bet. I uh, mean, it was OK. I've seen you do stand up. It crushes. I can only <laughs> imagine if, you, <laughs> if it was just about that girl from high school, Erica, then it would be that much better. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing in the speech was uh, I, I can talk about it. I so I did this. I, all right. So my friend and I, we loved my so-called life. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we were like big fans my, of my so-called life. Tiff is obsessed, and she wants it's me incredible. to start a podcast with her called "My So-Called Wife," where her and I watch the episodes you and discuss should them. Do yeah. it, That's but a then great I have to talk idea. to my wife. Forever. Oh no! <laughs> do it though. Seriously, I would listen to that so hard. Right. Um, huge fan of that show. Anyways, my friend and I, we used to watch the episodes together. They were rerunning them like on MTV or something. We would watch them together. 
And I t- so the main thing in that show is Claire Danes' character. It's a high school show. Claire Danes' character. Um, it's Who's kind of- not Jordan Catalano. Right. Jordan Catalano is, um, what's his Leto. face? Jared Leto. And then there's this other guy, Brian Krakow. So she's in a love triangle. Brian Krakow is the smart, uh, sweet neighbor, boy next door. He is like obsessed with Angela, Claire Danes' character. But um, she's like, whatever, you're a loser. Like, I live next door to you. Go away. And then she's obsessed with Jordan Catalano, who's like, not the brightest, um, but like very sexy and mysterious. But like, is he mysterious or is he just really stupid? We don't know. So... Anyways, uh, Angela ends up, uh, well, I don't want to, sorry, I feel bad if I'm like giving this, this is a major you spoiler. You can spoil my okay. so-called life. This is spoiler, but in a way, yeah, it's a spoiler, whatever. I'm not going to uh, sugarcoat it. So anyways, um, Angela and Jordan get in a fight and Jordan is like, I have to write Angela a note to like get her back, but he like has dyslexia and so he literally like can't do that well um and so brian krakow helps him write a love letter so it's basically his love letter through jordan catalano to angela and it totally works angela's like oh my god that's the most beautiful thing i've ever read and then she finds out that brian wrote the letter and so i told this story and i kind of ended up calling my friend's husband brian krakow and then later realized like oh but he was kind of like the doofus that didn't get the girl <laughs> and then i the whole night i was like fuck like is that what i was saying in my speech all i meant was like oh it took a lot like they had been together many years and i was yeah. like oh it took it took a couple of years for them to like get together but then he was the right one for her all along like right. trying to draw all these parallels <laughs> then i was like oh shit did i just like shit on that guy did I, like, by trying to get this metaphor off the ground accidentally shit all over yes exactly and i was like oh shit and the whole night i was like wait a minute wait a minute and then uh, whatever now it's fine but now it's fine now that it's fine I, I didn't hear anything but all night i was like oh my god i hope that's not how he took it oh that's my biggest fear is like one grandparent is like i didn't like the filipino reference or whatever right <laughs> you know, like, you're like, oh right that makes sense <laughs> sorry <laughs> Um, okay. Well, Jamie, let's talk a little bit about this book. Where can people okay. buy it? Um, you can Wediculous. buy it. Wediculous. Uh, it's W-E-D-D-I-C-U-L-O-U-S. And, uh, you can buy it on Amazon or you can go to my website, which is ridiculousbook.com. Um, yeah, it's available in stores now. Oh, yeah. Go or yeah, get, you can even go to a store. How about it? <laughs> Remember those? Get a, Yeah. Walk into a place that sells books and purchase Maybe if it. Maybe you're at the Grove or whatever Perhaps. other mall is still standing yes. in America in 2017. Um, um, yeah. what, what's your uh, Twitter handle? Oh, it's if, at the Jamie Lee. At the Jamie Lee. Now, is it J-A-I? Yes. No, it's J-A-M. J- no. Yeah. J-A-M-I-E-L-E-E. Yes, so the perfect. Jamie Lee. And then at really Jamie Lee on Instagram. Yeah. So uh, tweet at me and Jamie if you guys have any, uh, if you need wedding advice or wedding horror stories and of course buy Jamie's book for crying out loud come or come on. over my house and I'll show you a copy if you need to get inspired we to can maybe start go a book buy. club <laughs> with just that book and starting the a book club for over. your own book is like a real weird thing gals I'm glad everyone made it tonight I chose the book and so if everyone wants to give me twelve ninety five, you just like pass <laughs> Then, ask, then invoice it. everyone is really. Oh my god! It's like a Tupperware party. It's like some weird Amway scheme. I actually did um, start an email address. If anyone does want to just like chat about wedding stuff, uh, I created an email address uh, just to be like a safe space for people to talk about like crazy wedding stories. And it's um, ridiculous by Jamie Lee at Gmail. 
so feel free so fire to, off like yeah. hey my cousin wants to do this blah, i feel like blah. people like want to talk about this shit and they're like i don't know who to talk to about it right because um, it feels weird so, to yeah. talk to your non-married friends it feels weird to talk to like a different generation about weddings we- weddings are so age and general like specific you know what i mean like community specific in a way too like we talk so much about our weddings and stuff and like things we but mostly they were pretty traditional. Yeah. You know what I mean? Ultimately, like, yeah. there's a reason. Between a man and a woman. Yeah. Step one. <laughs> <laughs> a white man and woman. <laughs> That's so terrible. That's what I mean by traditional. Traditional equals good. <laughs> MAGA. <laughs> <laughs> Really, uh, really feeding into that first comment about I trying to explain <laughs> yeah. John Gabrus's comedy to a Yeah, black see, guy. I feel the need to do, and then I find myself being like, "They're not wrong. I'm being racist and oh misogynistic and homophobic." Um, I think that's all. As always, guys, I'm at John Gabrus on Twitter. Hit us up. Uh, tell us some wedding stories, or if you need wedding advice, um, uh, buy yourself some high and mighty T-shirts. The link will be in the show notes. And I have nothing else going on. <laughs> Bye, ridiculous. Bye, shitheads. Bye. That was a headgum podcast.